Welcome to the Connected Communication Podcast, the show which explores how much of communication is nature and how much is nurture, sharing speaking secrets along the way. I'm your host, Christine Malani. So today I'm talking to my granny, who I figured would be the best person to start this series with because you are our matriarch. That's right. And from you, I have learned so much about communication throughout my life that has helped shape what I am and who I am as a communicator. And that's why I wanted to talk to you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank you for doing it. Not at all. I love talking to you, don't I? I know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> keep so, young at heart with my young grandchildren. Yes. And you keep us young at heart, but at the same time learning and growing. Oh, I am learning and growing. I put my foot down every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what then if, are we going to talk about, Barney? What do you think is a good starting point if we're talking about communication through the ages? Well, you could say that um, I'm, in, um, I'm over my teens. I'm a, I'm a young woman or something like that and say that I, Barney has lived, I've lived my life in and out of my grandmother's house mm. and home. Mm. and um, how when I've been down maybe you've gone to it or you haven't or we've gone shopping together or uh, we've celebrated my Holy Communion or my birthdays or you know different pick out things that meant something to you over the years you know that were delightful and holidays great fun on holidays absolutely and the shop and learning to swim and running on the beach and Mm -hmm. you know all that kind of stuff and the night walks do you remember when we might walk too far and say, oh my goodness, it's dark, Granny, turn back. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why I loved walking at night. You remember that? That's obviously why. Yeah. I still love walking at night time. Yeah. 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 Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, it's 11 o'clock, Granny, do you realise that? No. I think we better go back. We're very, very far. <laughs> do you know where we have to go? <laughs> and how we got lost one night, remember? And we ended up at the entrance to the caravan park. Do you remember that, the mobile? We passed it by. Then we used to come down the dunes. Right. So Granny's talking about our holidays in Wexford now. Yeah. And we used to go and down. We the passed it by, you see. And we had to come go up to the main gate to make home, find it. <laughs> and get our way back, make yeah. our way back in. Yeah. 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 So definitely, I think then that's where my love of connected communication mm-hmm. came from. Adventure, certainly, but also... Mm-hmm. Chats with people. I prefer to talk to people, maybe one on one or oh, just yeah. one to a couple of people rather than. I can never understand that. Mm. Do you know them? No. And you just start talking to them. Yeah. A group of men. Well, they said hello to me and they bought me a drink. Oh, God. <laughs> So then that's where I learned my ability to just talk to anybody and talk to strangers. I wasn't going to refuse a glass of wine for the price of beer. (laughs) Oh, I said, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you were being entertained. Yes. was off doing things if needs be. But if you think about communication throughout your life, if you think about when you were younger, Mm -hmm. how would you say? Shy. You were shy? Very shy. Yeah, very fearful. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that. Um, I had a beautiful singing voice and my father used to always make me sing when we were on holidays for the, 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 the guests in the hotel at night, you know. Yeah. And I was so shy, you know, and um, all but no, no, no. She's coming, she's coming. Down, she's coming. 
grab her. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. What would you sing? Oh, anything. Whatever was the song of the day, you know. Yeah. We had, like the Top of the Pops, we had that. I'd sing, because I played piano as well, remember. And oh, I'd sing and play the piano. <laughs> and uh, it was lovely, because I had my back to them. So the piano in the room was great, because I had my back to them, and I didn't mind. Okay. I couldn't, couldn't see, see them. you. And then you couldn't see them. Yes, I couldn't see, see them. Yeah, they could see, see me, but I couldn't see them. And it was, that was great. And so what then, would you say you were a shy communicator, like yes, conversationally Yes, just shy. Well? Oh, yes, conversationally as well. I was quite shy. Mm-hmm. Quite shy until I got into voluntary work. Uh-huh. And then I went on a course for a whole week or 10 days. And that certainly got you out of you because you had to break up into groups and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. do stuff. And oh, my goodness, that was, oh, that was frightening. But however, we got through it. What was the course in? Um, well, how to deal with uh, people in problems, uh, pro- problem solving in uh, which in they would we were open from 10 to half 12 on Fridays mm-hmm. when then Wednesdays and Fridays people would come in with problems and um, how they could solve them or maybe their children wanted to go to a school or they needed mon- more money or they needed, they need, or we, we were in, like, we could go to the guards with them, we could go to the school with them, we could just literally hold a hand, we could go to court with them as well. Wow. As the judge said, you can't come in, Hannah, but, you know, no, I said, I'm only back up. And he said, that's fine. So you did, so this was your volunteer work. This had my volunteer in the community work. You had. Yes, I worked in the community that I had from a women's centre in town. And we did that to the, I did it two mornings a week. Wow. You know, and, and if so anybody's in say? trouble, they'd ring you, you know. Yeah. And if they needed a refuge or anything like that, I, I, many is a woman I gave money to, to go up to Dublin. Yeah. Just do not go home, put her on a bus or a train. And sent her to Dublin to the refuge in Dublin who took after it for them and said she's on her way. Wow. You know? Wow. Mm. What would you say then were the probably the the key skills that you needed to have to be able to do that work? I suppose just to be a good listener, really, first of all. Mm. Then to be practical and say, okay, um, I think this is what we should do. Mm. Can you do this or A or B or how are you? Would you? Would you? Would that help you? How long can you stay for? Because you need to have a break, maybe of three days, for everything to cool down, and you know, everybody to sort of stop losing their tempers and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and for to give the woman space to think mm-hmm. and to get um, professional help in the refuge centre. Okay. You know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And if she couldn't go home, then they would look after her and make sure she had some place to stay and set her up somewhere in her own little one room, probably one bed apartment or something like that. And then she'd try and get work maybe in Dublin or, you know, yeah. or she would come home maybe in a week's time wow. when the husband would get such a shock at her going that. He'd maybe change. Yeah, he'd maybe change. Yeah, sometimes he'd change. But yeah, they never left a baby, but they would leave other children. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, bigger to get children. themselves to safety. To give them, first. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. It was very sad, really. You know, some of them would to be that desperate to leave. Yeah, you know, yeah. or would they you... had to go to a police station. I'd go up and hold their hand. And would you help them communicate then? In the no, I, I would never go into the police station with them. Right, because they, that wasn't you. That wasn't allowed. Okay, 
because I wasn't a relative of theirs. Mm-hmm. So I just sat outside. They went in and I, I explained to the policeman what was happening and they would sit and listen. They have a liaison guard up in the most police stations have them. Wow. Yeah. And how did you find it being able to connect with those women then? Because if you were coming in from say a quite safe, a stable or yeah, safe place that sometimes yeah. they might think well you don't understand or yeah. you don't know anything. I so think how, what that you, you need to be coming from that sta- stable safe place mm. with a good knowledge that this is happening around you girl and it's real. Yeah. You know that just because you're in a you have a lovely marriage and you have lovely children and all the rest, that doesn't mean everybody else is the same. Yeah. So you have to help them because sometimes women, they're so angry, they're so upset, they do things that they really don't mean to do. Uh-huh. They run and they don't mean it. And then they're lost. Do you understand? They don't know what to do. Okay. And then they're miserable and they're really like homeless. They are homeless. Let's face it, they are homeless. And sometimes they can get into a women's refuge you know, we had nuns and dog, but they, they, they might manage to get to Dublin. I have to be honest and say that, yes, I did pay bus fares and train fares to Dublin right. for them. And this was back when? Oh, in the 20, 30 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 Well. When there was quite a bit of it. Mm. Quite a lot of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Can you imagine somebody coming into you with their whole hands black and blue and purple because the husband had beaten them to bits? And couldn't use them. But you then would have to have really managed your own emotions. Oh, yes. You'd have to be very stable. You'd yeah. have to be a very stable person mm. in your own life. I do not think somebody who's fragile is, due, is well for, able for that kind of work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be- but then in yourself, so a lot of the work that I would do with my own clients, women and men, but particularly, I suppose, more so women, is around emotional regulation in the workplace and when they're triggered maybe in a meeting or in an environment where somebody said something that they might take personally mm-hmm. but it's not actually personal mm-hmm. it's business so mm-hmm. we talk about how to regulate their emotions so mm-hmm. that they don't overreact or yeah. react in a way that as you just said we didn't have that at that time because women were still quite inferior mm. in my day remember mm. that um, we weren't able to do things as well as the men which of course was a Fallacy, because of course the women did them better than the men, really, half the time, if you know what I mean. But um, there was, how would I put it? No, women, women were classified as less. They just didn't have the ability to manage emo- emotional uh, traumas in the workplace and all that kind of stuff. Whereas the men, yeah, well, they did. But in actual fact, it was the women who were better in solving problems in the workplace than the men. Right. It was a rare man that could solve a problem without getting abused or something. Yeah. If you know annoyed. what I mean. Yeah, getting annoyed or mm-hmm. getting angry or walking out of the room and saying, I can't hack this. And what do you think then that we do differently? We're trained better. Now they're trained better. How so? Well, you're probably, you, you do classes now. Mm. You would go into, you, well, yeah, I did some too. Of how you will deal with, for instance, I did a, a drink thing, you know, with, uh, what do you call it? people who have too much drink. Right. How to deal with that, mm. you know, in, in the home, in the workplace and with a person itself and what it's doing to his health and his work, his wife and his children. Right. In the wrong order there with wife, children, work. Um, but uh, 
Do you know what I'm saying? That you, you just you have to talk to them. Just talking. It's really listen and, and a lot of listening. Yeah. 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 And then even when you do it, you say, now you've told me, I would say you've told me X, Y, Z, and it's and so what do you make of what you've just said? Mm. You know, mm. do you realize what you've just said? Okay. Do you understand? Yeah, I do. Because there's one or two points that maybe in it that you can pick out that, hmm, now he was a fault there. Do you know what I mean? Okay. You know, you have to keep it in your head. And you say, oh, what about that instant um, when the family came to say and such a thing? Um, yeah. Well, think about it. Right. So yeah. self-reflection. Yes. Yeah, yes. Self-reflection, self-awareness. You have all the the jingle now because we didn't have all these, these um, sentences before. It was just plain ordinary. So what were we thinking about then? Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And did you not think afterwards, like, when you went home, what happened? Um... Oh, silence. Mm-hmm. Mm, of course. But did you think that maybe it was your fault? Well, um, think about it. So getting them to reflect. You didn't stand up for your wife. She was with her family. You didn't stand up for her. Right. Or you were out with somebody and you allowed that person to put her down. Why? No wonder she got cross. Okay. Because that's what you're there for. You are to back her up. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if she says something, to help her to get out of a situation, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, where were you? And do you think all this... They don't think about that, you see. That work that you did and that reflection and that self-awareness then moved into your own life because mm. you and Grandad would have been 68 years yes, married this yeah. year. And yeah. so there's something there about oh, communication. Yeah. Oh, that God, oh, communicate, communicate, communicate is mm. the only way. Right. What does you that mean? You can't stop talking. Okay. And if you have something to say, say it. And if it's mean or not nice, you say, no, you're not going to like this, <laughs> but this is what happened. And I don't want you to lose your temper over it, but just listen. Okay. You know, and it could be maybe something to do with the children or their boyfriends or something like that. What? It's that. Pat, calm down. We can sort this. You know? Yeah. We shouldn't have said that. I, I know that. You know that. But now we not in a good place. So be careful. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. what you have to do. Yeah. So communicate. Talk communicate. to each other. Communicate. Don't hold All it in. All the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, even with, you know, we had to do a course on drunkenness, you know. the Yeah, you were saying that a few minutes And that is, oh my goodness, that is so tough because you you break up into twos, right? Or maybe threes. But you're the only one that's uh, that's, uh, sober. The others will be drunk. And they'd be acting the drunk and all this. And how you cope with it. I'll tell you something, Christine, it's very difficult to cope with it. But for me, I found it very difficult. Yeah. Publican's daughter, I just thought, oh my God, this is reminiscent, you know, of the stupid drunks that were having to be thrown out of the pub, et cetera, et cetera. Ah, so yeah, because you, of course, grew up in the pub in Dublin. Yeah. And then when you went to do this training, it probably triggered. Oh, yeah, lots of things, yeah. Mm. That you sort of, I think, that's stupid. There's stupid things, you know, that that people say and do, you know? Yeah. And they do. And the trouble with it is, when people are drunk, they don't actually mean it. Yeah. Because they're just not in the same 
space that you're in. They really aren't. Yeah. And wives can come in and they blow their top and they're raging and they want to leave them and where can they get a good solicitor and what do they do? And, nom, 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 nom. and I'd say, stop. Stop. Yeah. But we'll go back to the beginning now and think about this. Okay. You know. Yeah. So really what I'm hearing there Not is... the exaggeration bit that you're putting in, but what actually happened. Yeah. How does he react to that sentence? Right. And you make me reflect here on, again, the work that I do, because mm -hmm. the, there's four pillars to what I do. Yeah. And each of them is a pillar of awareness, awareness yeah. of the brain, awareness of the emotions mm -hmm. of, of culture and of language. Mm -hmm. And emotions are top dog. Yeah. Yeah. You have to remember that. Yeah. Because they rule the other three. Talk a bit about that, right? You're going to be having a lovely conversation about any one of the other three. Yeah. And suddenly you'll get emotive. Okay. And then you're in a totally different field altogether because you realise, oh my God, they've gone off. The, Into the emotions. In a, yeah, yeah. And what do you think and about that? And that's huge. This, this whole idea of emotional regulation. So there's a lot of work being done and research being done now on the seat of consciousness. And mm -hmm. scientists have always said that we're, the brain is the conscious part of yeah. the body. Mm -hmm. But now somebody's coming out and saying, no, it's not the seat of consciousness. It's the emotions that are the seat mm -hmm. of consciousness. Yeah. And that we feel first. Oh, yeah. And then we think. Yeah. So there's a lot of this manage your emotions regulate your emotions, don't get too emotional, mm -hmm. because when you get too emotional, then no, you can't see that. Yeah. What do you think of that? The snow for the wet. Um, well, that's quite true. If you get very emotional, you're you're kind of blindsided because apart from anything else, one, you're probably in a rage mm. and it's probably a blind rage mm. and you're not able to see through that veil of bitterness and anger distrust, it's just there in a mess in front of you like a white snowstorm. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you really have to, to you know, what I used to do is say, I'm making a cup of tea. Nice one. And we're sitting down and you're going to just, just be calm there now for a few minutes when I'm doing this and think about what you have to say. Because I said, you're all over the place. You haven't, you know, it's like that window. And then that window, and that window, and then the mirror comes in. Like, what is the thing that is affecting you the most? Drilling right down. Oh yeah, you might as well go. I always believe in going right for the, right. the 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 real thing that is affecting the most. So I said, what is affecting you the most? Yeah, and it's usually something stupid. Right. What like do you mean not, when you say something stupid? Like oh. they don't lie in the bed the right way, or okay. they. They get up and they, they, they get into bed and they haven't brushed their teeth and they go to give you a kiss goodnight and their breath's terrible. And you know, some stupid little thing. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't get angry. Just so you didn't wash your teeth. Your onions for dinner. So making it really yeah. practical. Yeah, making yeah. just trying to do something practical. I just really love you washed your teeth. Yeah. And I'd be delighted to make love to you then. Yeah. Tell you, you have to bed so fast when I wash it. You know what I mean? And that's it. You have to be humour into it. You know? I mean, oh, yeah. you had, you know. I remember a woman catching me one day in. Do you remember when there was this deli there in the, the old shopping centre? 
Yeah, I do work in where I work. Yeah, yeah. I said, and she grabbed me, and I'm, and I don't address anybody who has been with me in case anybody would know as I was in the centre. Yeah, I remember you telling yeah, me that yeah. once, confidentially. And then thought, are you trying to talk to me here? Like, somebody might see you talk to me. Yes. You know, and she'd just tell me what had happened. Yeah. And that was great. And you were right. Oh, <laughs> that's really nice. Oh, isn't that fantastic? So I said, that's fantastic. So that kind of, that yeah, validation. I just want to, in that particular moment, I just want to, just calm down. Yeah. And take a cup of tea and sit the two of you down. Not in the bedroom. Now I said, just go down to the make a cup of tea, don't would you like a cup? And I, nine times out of ten, they would say yes. And I said, don't raise your voice. Just keep it on a nice, moderate level. Yeah. Don't raise it, don't lower it, just monotone. Yeah. And I said, just chat. Yeah. And just say you were hurt by A, you know, and how it affected you. Yeah. And I know you didn't mean to do it, did you? And more nine times out of ten, they say, oh, God knows if I didn't mean to do that. Does really affect you that much? And they're then into a big conversation. Yeah. So again, it's that, it's as you said, conversation, conversation, all communication, talk about it. But what you, everything you're saying, it, it proves to me the reality that we don't need science. No, we don't God, need neuroscience, no. and I love it. And neuroscience, I, I enjoy having the backing of yeah. the scientific yeah. evidence to yeah. prove all of this stuff. But you're talking That's about clinical, you see. It, it is, yeah. but the world requires a reason generally, and and when you can cite scientific evidence, yeah, it yeah, gives it more standing. No, I don't know that it does, Christine. I think it's sometimes it's that it's so brutal mm. that oh, I can't go through that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because they think that they have to make these test steps rigidly. Do you yeah. understand? But what you're saying is, when we think about, if I think about the work I do with this emotional regulation, yeah. with with managing communication yeah. and conversation with people yeah. when we're triggered, what you've said is, first, from the brain perspective, what we talk about is disconnecting the narrative network, that network of yes. anger and yeah. rage. Oh, yeah. And going into... Oh, but that has to be done first. Yeah. Yeah. And going into what we call then the direct experience network. Yeah. So it's just that moment of yeah. looking at a leaf or looking yeah. at a tree yeah. or yeah. sitting down and making yeah. a cup of tea. Or making, yeah, preferably or going out for a walk for five minutes, coming back in. Disconnecting to calm down, yeah. first of all. Exactly. Then. But also noting, did everybody calm down? Okay. Or are you oh, on a one to one? If you've got two or three. Has everybody experienced the same thing or is there one out there still seething? Very good. You have to pay, pick that up because you can destroy your group. Yeah. Yeah. She really can. I left a group one night because I said, I'm no good here because I'm going to knock you every time you open your mouth. Right. Because I'm married, you're not. Right. And you know nothing about marriage. I was a priest. And I said, you know nothing about marriage or any of the things that are in it. Right. And only if you're married can you deal with that. Okay. And I said, um, it's not something that you are gifted to speak of. Mm. You may think you're a priest and you listen to confessions and all that kind of load of rubbish. You're not living it. You're not living it. So if we... And I walked out. Summarise the what to do is to disconnect. Mm. Take a walk. Yeah. Make a cup of tea. Oh, calm yeah. Down. Calm down. Recognise yeah, that everybody just is calm as well. Levels everybody. Yeah, calms the brain yeah. down. So because they, they go out and if you notice, they'll, yeah. they'll start breathing again. Take a deep They've breath. They've literally held their breath mm. 
and they're just they start to breathe again, and yeah. then they're ready to come back in and be constructive. Okay. And, and if so there's anybody the one. been this, you know, uh, disconstructive, yeah, if you know what I mean, uh, just say to them, "This we have to have constructive ideas now." Yeah. I do not want anybody to come in here with destructive ideas. Yeah. Because yeah. there's always one little brat <laughs> that'll have a destructive idea and niggle and niggle at the group. And you just have to sort of say to them, I know I'll talk if you want to, I'll talk to you separately afterwards. That's fine. I have yeah. no problem with that. But in this group, you have to be mindful of other people's ideas and their um, sense, you know, their, their feelings yeah. as well. Yeah. You can't just bully in your way and say, I'm this, I'm that. You know what I mean? Mm. That's stupid. No, you can't do that. Reflective. Reflective. Going yeah. down to the source. Yeah. And then yeah, you talked about, right, so maybe it's something like you didn't brush your teeth. Mm. Then making that, reframing that or reappraising that yeah. in a way and yeah. making it a practicality, right? Okay, yeah. it was just the brushing of the teeth. So mm-hmm. let's have a conversation mm-hmm. about that instead yeah. of having an argument about mm-hmm. it. And making it blame and shame mm-hmm. versus no. making it. Oh, what I do is and I have my teeth and get out of the bed again. Right. And then, oh, God, I forgot mine too. Do you know what I mean? So, oh, okay. They so get out. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to be clever. You have to be okay. careful because it's a very um, personal and sensitive subject if it's, per, if it's to do yeah. with your persona. That's true. That's you true. know, that's true. So, you have to be careful. Brilliant. So, really, uh, all those steps that you're talking through are the steps that. The, the place that I did some of my training is called yeah. the Neuroleadership Institute. Yes. Yeah. And they talk about you label whatever the emotion is. Yes. You disconnect mm-hmm. and calm down. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Then yeah. you reframe or you reappraise it. Yeah. And then you have the conversation. about Yes. Yeah. That's really, right. You really have to. Yeah. You have yeah. to. Yeah. And then you decide what you're going to do. OK. Yes. Then you take your actions. Yeah. 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 And, what, and it, you make sure that your patient or your client is asking you what you are going to do, mm-hmm. not the teacher. Do you mm-hmm. understand or what the teacher would do? Yeah, that you're asking them. It must them. be your, yeah, That's interpretation it. of what's happening and how they feel about it. Because believe it or not, you could have 10 people in that room and all 10 would have a different interpretation of that mm-hmm. sentence that you said. Because mm-hmm. they know? all see the world we through our own lens. the world in a different way. Yeah. And you just have to, you know, get your act together and... Guide the actions and and move forward. So you have to make a decision and you can't, when you make a decision, stick to it. Don't say, oh, no, no, I should have done such a thing. And then you've got a decision there, a decision there, and you're trying to meld the two together. You can't do that. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. You have to do one. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, so before we finish, what is, if you were to to speak to somebody now who's younger, your grandkids, your Mm -hmm. great grandkids, and give them one lesson that you would like them always to remember about communication or connected communication, mm-hmm. what would that be? And that would be to be a good listener and to take the right message that you're listening to. Because sometimes people listen, they're also listening to another conversation somewhere else and they don't take the, how would I put it, maybe the sorrow mm. or the hurt mm. in that message when that's what they came for, to be with that person yeah. and help them. Don't be worrying about what that person's doing. Give so your attention to the person who came to you. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so and that's much. That's very, very important. And now I know where I got so many. Well, <laughs> I knew where I got so many of my lessons from anyway. 
But really, everything well, you say text, is just, you know, yeah. And it's, you it's know, the embodiment of what yeah. I do, and it's beautiful to hear it come yeah. from your. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you just have to be a good listener. And if you have to give advice, say, well, maybe you don't say I would do it, or you, she would do it, or she should do it, or anything like that. Yeah. I wonder if we could we get some ideas on it. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. Coaching response, Granny yeah. 101. <laughs> I, and I used it, I wonder a lot. I, I yeah. was with a client yesterday and that's exactly what we did. I wonder what what, what could come up yes. with with regards to this. Yeah, if you did this. Some of those. Yeah. If you yeah. went in the back door instead of the front door, what would happen? Why well, you don't have to go in the back door. Well, why don't you go in the back door? Why would you go in the front door then? Why put yourself under stress or anything? And first thing is, you probably saw some woman in there that I really don't want to meet her and yet you felt I have to win this door don't go around the back <laughs> and leave her alone oh fantastic thank you Granny yeah. thank you <laughs> so wonderful to have been able to do this I really appreciate it I hope you look forward to hearing your voice on the airwaves once more you told me a what? few minutes ago you whipped that on a pod <laughs> oh my god oh Christine. She's pretending now she doesn't know about no, what Chad read this at the beginning. Well, that's all the better because well, if you didn't... you put your hand up there, oh, that's great. She's not doing it. No, no, no. No, no. Why would I not do it? Of course I'm going to do it. But as long as you're okay with it, then we'll put it up. They will not. They will say nothing of the sort. They will hear the life lessons and the understanding that when we reflect, when we disconnect, oh, yeah. and when we reconnect, that's when we can move forward. Oh, yes. From a very wise woman yeah. who I am yeah. so proud to call Thank you very mother. much. Thank you very much, Christine. All right. Yeah. Love you lot. That's great. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners, those of you who are new and those of you who have hit the follow, the subscribe and the bell button and are returning to listen to the podcast once again, that was my grandmother, whom I have spent many years, almost 40 on this earth, listening to and learning from. I don't doubt that you will have taken something away from her experience and her understanding of the world and communication today, particularly from the perspective of how to regulate our emotions. But something else that I'm talking a lot about at the moment, Granny displayed during our conversation and I too in return. That was clarification. So I'd like to draw your ears back to the times when Granny said, do you know what I mean, Christine? And paused for a moment, giving me space to be able to say, mm, no, not really. Can you tell me a bit more about that? And once or twice when I said, well, what exactly is it that you mean by? I talked about clarification a couple of podcasts ago. And this week, in fact, I am, well, this week when this podcast goes live on the 8th of June, 2023, I'm going to host the first of what I intend to be monthly live masterclasses on a variety of different areas with respect to English communication, cross-cultural communication particularly, and the skills that are necessary for particularly those whose first language is not English to be able to develop so that they can allow themselves to be seen, to be heard, get noticed and get promoted at work. Clarification is a key skill. If you don't clarify, if you hold yourself back from asking questions, 
saying that you don't fully understand something that was said in a meeting, in a presentation, at a talk, at work, even in life. And you know that there is a possibility that that's holding you back in your career. I invite you to join me on the 8th of June at 8pm Central European time. There is a link in the show notes at that link you can register. It will be limited to a certain number of people because I don't want it to be one of these bull crap masterclasses where nobody gets time to actually be heard. I'd like to be able to give a bit of floor space to people to practice some of the techniques, ask questions and, well, clarify. What's the point in me just talking through a lot of things without giving a person to actually a chance to actually practice them? So if you'd like to join me, do please go to the link in the show notes, click there, register and show up. Whether you want to start with the camera on or off, that's entirely your prerogative. I'm going to set it to the cameras being off probably when I open it. I'm going to I'm going into thinking mode here. <laughs> you don't need to understand my planning process. Not right now anyway. But suffice it to say that you are welcome. You are invited. Should you wish to develop your clarifying skills, clarification skills, develop your confidence in clarifying, explore what clarification really means, why we might not do it and how you can help yourself overcome your own personal barriers and blocks to clarifying confidently in English. If you're not someone who needs this skill, you feel that you clarify confidently already, you know how to use it as a technique, but you know others who may not or you're a manager or leader who would like your teams to better be able to clarify confidently, then please share the link with them or ask them to listen to the couple of my podcast episodes on it. Other than that, as always, thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed my conversation with my granny. In the next few weeks and months, I intend to bring you a number of juicy conversations with people young and old on communication through the ages. Until then, please do like, share, subscribe and hit the bell. Banak tea, August Puikas. <laughs>